Broadcasting live from the middle of America, welcome to the Oklahoma Real Estate Show. Covering local market data, news, and reports to arm you with information you need to empower your investing and strengthen your American rights. Landon is a genuine, self-made top realtor in Oklahoma City with millions of dollars in real estate closed every year and hundreds of satisfied clients. He's top rated by sites like Zillow, Trulia, Realtor.com, and Homes.com. He's actually been there and done it. He's a successful investor, property manager, and residential broker who's worked with clients from all over the globe to help achieve their real estate goals. This program will help you gain the much sought after hyper local information that's vital to making real estate decisions. Whether you live right here in the city or across the country, welcome to the Oklahoma Real Estate Show. Here is your host, Landon Witt. Yes, the best things in life are free. Welcome to the Oklahoma Real Estate Show, episode 128. Going to be replaying a guest from 2020 on the show today. A guest that was the first real estate agent that we know of in the United States of America to do a Bitcoin transaction. She breaks down the details of that transaction along with her son, who is very, uh, you know, forward edge of the wave in thinking about real estate transactions as we move forward into the new world, the new globalized world that we live in great tidbits on that show so that coming up uh later on the program today i want to jump into some local news developments and just things impacting the market uh just as a whole and just things going on fun stuff so first i want to i want to switch over to talk about this try it on ai.com this is create professional studio quality headshots powered by ai now, I saw this on the National Association of Realtors has a unofficial real estate Facebook group. And the ladies on there were posting their pictures that were created by artificial intelligence. Now you upload, one of the pictures could be from Facebook already that you've taken or something that you've got an iPhone that you've taken. And the artificial intelligence creates multiple headshots of you including the body a lot of them their hands are in it their their you know cleavage is showing may not be actual similar to the person doesn't matter because this is the new world we live in where you, you what you look like online matters most and so very interesting stuff here so be advised you might go to a showing with the real estate agent and he or she doesn't look anything like what their profile looked like. We already know that was an issue with outdated headshots. Now these are fresh headshots created by artificial intelligence. Pretty interesting stuff. Bridges, more bridges, bridges, bridges coming to the Oklahoma City area. Folks, this is important because for the longest time, the bridges, the river through Oklahoma City, central Oklahoma, the largest city in the state of Oklahoma, the river separated the north and the south. 
It was a it was a barrier. Uh, it created little communities, differences, and now they're building bridges to connect the people from the north side to the south side. So important stuff coming on. Plans are, and you can see this entire article on the Oklahoma Real Estate Show. This is uh, reporters at OKC Talk that we syndicate over to there. And if you work at the OKC Talk, if you're one of their reporters, you guys are super secretive, give me a call. You got an issue with us talking about your content, give me a call, give me an email. We're totally open to talk, uh, but we know you guys keep a pretty secret operation over there and we respect that. Uh, plans are progressing for a new suspension bridge for I-35 across the Oklahoma River, just south of downtown. As part of that project, a multimodal pedestrian path is to be built on the west side of the bridge, which will include an outlook area over the river and future rowing events. In order for the I-35 bridge to create a wider center span over the river, preliminary plans show suspension arches that would be illuminated by multicolor lighting. Pretty cool stuff. If you're driving along I-35, you gotta be careful. Flashing lights, don't get in a wreck. The suspension bridge would allow for a K class A course, which I don't know a whole lot about rowing, but that's a pretty important thing in the rowing community. According to the US rowing regulations, uh, with room for seven 13.5 meter lanes or eight 12 meter lanes with a five meter buffer between the outer lanes and piers. So will also be a 14 foot clearance above the water surface to allow for motorized boats. Pretty cool uh, situation there. You know, they've got more photos in that article on OklahomaRealEstateShow.com. You can go at the top tab there. There is a link for Oklahoma articles. That's where the blog is. You can actually search there. A lot of this stuff more in depth there. But this being that rowing community, a lot of interesting infrastructure around the rowing community, directly connected with the college, uh, you know, the, the, the so-called original creators of Facebook, the ones that supposedly Mark Zuckerberg stole from were part of the rowing club. So interesting connection there. Uh, Another restaurant coming up in the 39th district, this one causing some old people to get some more high blood pressure medication. The Rainbow Bistro opens in the 39th district, which is on 39th and Penn. So if you've got property around there, Penn West on 39th street is uh, a district predominantly centered in the LGBTQ, ABCDEFG. Um, a new restaurant has opened in the 39th district called the Rainbow Bistro. The city recently funded a massive street and, and streetscape renovation in the district, which, just, which is just west of Penn and home to many LGBTQ-friendly businesses. Rainbow features appetizers, sandwiches, sides, beer, wine, and mimosas at 2215 Northwest 39th. Let's take a look at some of their menu items we were getting quite a uh, uh, some jokes around the office here let's look at this you so you can so you can order the the, the, the number one item on the menu is the size queen for nine dollars you get a 12 inch weenie sauerkraut diced onions and special unicorn sauce what about the hot mess for twelve dollars or the sloppy seconds for 950 how about the twister square 
medium pretzel with choice of soup for $8.50 guaranteed to twist her square. Before we get into the guest on the show, I want to bring up a bill that's in the Senate right now talking about limiting virtual private networks and how we communicate on the internet as individuals with other countries. This is Senate Bill 686. I got it here, folks. Right here. If you know how to read these bills, I don't, I don't know how to read these bills. They're very long, a lot of wording, a lot of special wording. But I'm going to read the first sentence here, and we'll go from there. To authorize the Secretary of Commerce to review and prohibit certain transactions between persons in the United States and foreign adversaries and for other purposes. Now, anytime the federal government says they're doing stuff, yada, 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 and for dot, 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 other purposes, that's one of our red flags coming up, of course. This company, BindCrypto.com, wrote a wonderful whole article on what potentially that bill could mean for the technology sector and for financial sector. The VPN users risk a 20-year jail sentence under 686, which is dubbed the Restrict Act. A bill dubbed the Restrict Act that was submitted to Congress could have severe consequences for virtual private network users in the United States. The newly introduced legislation targets technology associated with a select group of foreign adversaries of the United States. The bill specifically identifies six countries within this category, including China, Cuba, Iran, North Korea, Russia, and Venezuela. U.S. lawmakers are widening their sights when it comes to cracking down on finance and technology, the bipartisan restricting the emergence of security threats that risk information and communications technology was unveiled in early March. It was initially dubbed the TikTok ban bill, but has far wider ramifications. Furthermore, VPN users could face hefty fines or jail sentences under the bill. Now, virtual private networks are probably used by the company you work for. If you work for a company or you've got a company, you probably run into virtual private networks, especially if you outsource your workers. Virtual private network gives you security, it, 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 but it also can give you the benefit of if you need to do data or download a software that's prohibited in the country that you're in, you can change your virtual private network or your IP address of your computer to make it look like you're in another country. Therefore, folks can watch Netflix or, or uh, you know, material that is not authorized in that country for various reasons, they're going to make it illegal. They're trying to. The Senate bill, which is the serious one, not the, uh, you know, House of Representatives. This is the Senate. These are the old, you know, uh, well-dressed senators have proposed this bill that will then eliminate your ability to change your address to another country and you'll be fined up to 20 years in prison and a million-dollar fine for doing that so pay attention folks stuff coming out you're going to be hearing more on this show today I want to thank you guys that showed up yesterday at the open house we had in Edmond what 
wonderful things to meet some of you guys in person great conversation you know i sometimes think that the mainstream media has us convinced the american people are just dumb as a box of rocks and it's so not true you folks are so smart so deep love the concepts that you're doing and feel free to keep sharing those. We're gonna put a comment box on the OklahomaRealEstateShow.com homepage now. You scroll down the page, at the middle there, there's gonna be a comment box. You can leave your comments or your questions. It's a great question. I'm gonna read it on the air. If I read the question on the air, you won yourself a free t-shirt, the Oklahoma Real Estate Show t-shirt, that coming up. Stay tuned guys for the guest on the show coming up on the Oklahoma Real Estate Show. If you're thinking it's time to buy or sell a home in central Oklahoma, why not work with a broker you already know and trust? The Oklahoma Real Estate Show was created by real estate broker Landon Witt to help you succeed. It's an award-winning, full-service, licensed real estate brokerage and property management service serving central Oklahoma. You know that finding the right team in real estate is critical. The Oklahoma Real Estate Show is your boots on the ground with decades of combined experience and most of the team you already know and trust. What are you waiting for? Get started now at OklahomaRealEstateShow.com. That's OklahomaRealEstateShow.com. On today's show, we're talking all about the new magical world of cryptocurrency. Cryptocurrency is once a novelty, and now it's here in the real world, uh, helping a real estate transaction happen. I'm here with uh, Cheryl and Justin. Cheryl Lowe is a broker out of Austin, Texas, who performed the first Bitcoin real estate transaction and what we believe on record in the United States back in summer of 2017. Uh, Cheryl's going to share with us today a little bit of the journey from the 80s on through today on what the, the real estate world has gone through from a brokerage standpoint and what we can expect going forward with the technology and the industry. And Justin's then going to chime in and give us a little bit of information on the back work of how a Bitcoin transaction works and the benefits to you as a seller or a buyer in a transaction. So Cheryl, welcome to the show today. Thank you. Nice to be here. It's uh, up and coming for sure. It ended when it began uh, four transactions within eight weeks in November and December of 2017. And, you know, I've been a broker in Austin since probably the 90s and agents since 1984. So I've really grown with this city. Um, the first buyer that I encountered was in his 60s. He's also a finance guy. And that seems to be, um, at least it was then, the, the demographic for Bitcoin buyers. Um, when my broker decided to take that transaction uh, to the internet, I mean, he just did a press release and it went viral so to speak. So um, Cooper Sotheby's was on CNN. We were on Bloomberg, CNBC. Um, Justin and I personally were on one of the local networks. I was on two of them here at Austin. So it was a big deal. I didn't realize it at the time, Landon, but um, now it's going to be bigger. At that time, 
Bitcoin was 19,000. It's now very close to that. Um, it's interesting because I thought we might have a bit more activity. It'll probably ramp up. It probably will. Hmm. It's just that now in Austin, our price point is so much higher. Anyway, um, Bitcoin buyers generally I want to remain very much under the radar. They don't want their addresses. There's no publicity with them at all. I'm not sure it's going to stay that way because I think as the United States becomes, and it's supposed to in January, um, maybe your listeners can, can let us know that or somebody else might know we're headed for a cashless society. So mm. it's going to be more and more so. Um, the really important thing is you have to have a willing seller. And people, Texas is a bit more conservative than the rest of the United, you know, parts of the United States, either coast. I've always felt like it's 10 to 15 years behind California. I lived in California hmm. for 14 years. And I think that a seller has to be convinced, has to have an agent, a buyer's agent that is really pro-crypto, so to speak, mm -hmm. understands it. That may bring us the really ramp up with the millennial generation. The buyer's agents that don't understand it, um, that's not good for a seller. Mm -hmm. That's to be encouraging. Mm -hmm. So the seller has to be online. The next ingredient is um, a great title company. A title company with a progressive owner <coughs> how it works and it's really the buyers want to get it closed in days um, mm -hmm. one day two mm -hmm. days I worked 24 7 I did four transactions and that's and that's because of the market volatility that's right right they want both the buyer and seller want to know where they're getting in exactly they see that that 19,000 mark and they want to maximize that and so they're on it, and that has to be explained to a seller. Mm. Um, thank goodness I had some great buyer's agents that were, were right with me on that. Mm -hmm. um, I also was, I had Justin with me, which helped a lot, because uh, it really takes almost two people. Um, and I had listing agents that were very, very cooperative. People wanted to get their properties, agents wanted to get their properties sold. And the benefit to the agent and to the seller is the speed of the transaction. What's What are the benefits, the inherent benefits of doing a Bitcoin transaction? I think um, speed and they were very accepting of the price. They didn't, they didn't negotiate. They didn't. Mm. They bought it as is. And you um, gave you gave them list price. It was essentially list price, or were you going yeah. above list? List price, list okay. price, because we were really the only deal on the table at that point in time. Austin is now very much multiple offers. On I everything. see. This was back 2017. Okay. Yeah. So the first transaction, 2017, you've done four, and, and these are, I think it's important to note, these are large volume transactions. These are not uh, $80,000 rental property that needs to no, be fixed up. No, there's nothing under a million dollars. 
Um, two of them were two million, two point three, and these are from heavy, heavy Bitcoin owners. I mean, they had had Bitcoin a long time. They understand it. They're also they have to trust both agents, trust the process. But let me. Mm -hmm. uh, be very clear about the fact that this varies from state to state, varies very much from state to state. Um, but it's like a stock. You have to take it to uh, Coinbase or BitPay, and it has to be converted to U.S. dollars. Mm. Um, I think it's going to be well known as we go along. But to be honest with you, the sellers would go to their lawyers. The lawyers didn't want to touch it. They but let me let me clarify that it only has to be done. It only has to be converted to U.S. dollars if you're going through a title company with title insurance and a title policy. If you have a seller that's willing to accept P2P crypto and you have a buyer that's willing to just take the home as is without title insurance, title policy, all that, <clears throat> which, you know, if you've got brand new construction, um, would probably be something that would be acceptable by both buyer and seller because, you know, it's a brand, you know, it's a brand new home and you know, it's probably got all the things that it needs to have. Or if it's just somebody who's comfortable in real estate, if you've got a savvy investor, they could just go P to P and, that's it. It doesn't, you, you don't have to have any of the compliance or any of that. They just transfer Bitcoin from wallet to wallet transactions done and they could transfer title or deed to their attorneys. And that's it. Hmm. There you go. So so, you don't necessarily have to do that. You can go, you can absolutely go P to P without having to convert. I, and that, and that, uh, Justin, I'm glad you brought that up because there was probably 50% of the listeners that as soon as she said cash, they were, boom, they're, they're, they're almost checking out. And so, yeah, that's an important thing to bring up is that this is a wallet to wallet transfer, direct P2P, like he said, uh, that can happen. Now, now, Cheryl, uh, talk to us a little bit about the sentiment. Okay. So you went to title, you've done four of these where it's basically cash of the last second and then, and then converted now right. how hard is it going to be to get that same client that same mindset to where they would feel comfortable transferring money through our transferring currency or or let's just even say the commodity transferring commodity to the other person without uh having a title involved how hard is that you've you've talked to these folks what do you yeah. landon just it is much more familiar with that but I mean that. the I mean the actual like we we like to talk about a lot of stuff up in the air, right? Yeah. Hypothetical. This is what we can do. But the reality right. is a buyer and seller have to be comfortable with this. That's right. And that means you selling that seller on here's the benefit of it. How do you how far do you think we are from that? Hmm, probably about 60 days. <laughs> I just think once the, you know, I've been watching the finance markets a little bit. Um, we're talking about a cashless society, Landon. I think as soon as people see the, you know, things like Apple Pay and crypto is going to come up, Justin probably is much more really in touch with that because it's, it's y'all's generation that, 
that's going to really be touched by that. The technology, well, the te technological transfer. So that's. And I'll tell you something else, Landon. I had a, I, we went out to a friend of mine's ranch out in deep West Texas this weekend. Um, and we were on our way back and his little brother, um, who has worked, went to Duke University, big time finance guy, uh, lived in New York and worked there, now lives back in Austin and is huge in this crypto world. The company that he's working for now, and this is very preliminary, I haven't had a chance to talk to him before this meeting, um, is now making, is now offering financing based on, they will, they will lend you money based on the amount of Bitcoin you have. You don't have to cash in your Bitcoin. They will loan you money based on your Bitcoin at a certain at a certain rate and you pay it back as if it was, you know, as if you were leveraging an asset. Hmm. So it's a secure I, debt. It's a secure debt through the amount of Bitcoin that you have. It's it blew my mind. He told me that yesterday. I mean, I guess that was yesterday around three or four o'clock in the afternoon. I tried to call to call his brother to figure it out, but yeah, lending money on Bitcoin as if it were a tangible asset. Well, that's what like the bond. Learning, that's what like, the bond market yeah. is when they're when the bond market right. backs. So, but the bond market is in something stable like a government, right, or a country. Right. So now, what we're right. trying to say is the peer-to-peer -peer network of cryptocurrencies are essentially such a stable platform because of the the global, you know, transparency that it has that now we can back financing. Okay, so let's move to a really important topic here as we're as we're getting well into this interview. Um, so taxes. Nobody wants to talk about taxes, but we need to talk about taxes. What does that look like in the future? What does it look like right now? That's, <laughs> yes. uh, well, it's going to vary again, probably. What kind of taxes, Landon, are you talking about, property or income? Well, so, for example, and, and I know the state of Oklahoma, the tax assessor assesses the tax off of the last purchase. That's so, right. Now we've got, yeah, so we got the county. Yep. Uh, so, okay, so in Texas, it's the same. Uh, so what are you reporting to the county then? If it's a peer-to-peer -peer and you're just doing a, a quick claim deed or whatever, what? Yep. how does the county appra appraising the property now? They don't. They don't even, they don't even know it transferred title. I hate to say that out loud on a <laughs> podcast. They don't even know it. They, they honestly don't even know it transferred title. Yeah. In Texas, I mean, it's recorded, but reveal it anyway. Any, you know, it's all closed. Mm -hmm. You're not allowed to reveal. So yeah. that, so that, to me, immediately begs the second benefit to it of I'm willing to pay more money for your property, Mr. Seller, because I'm buying in Bitcoin, I'll give you X amount more because of all these benefits that I'm getting as well. We do the same thing in investment real estate when we oftentimes will pay more than the rent to value ratio because we're getting those tax benefits and other things along the way that we can then bid higher than our competitors because of a buy and hold strategy versus a flipper or whatever. So Bitcoin Bitcoin is now layering on top of that, that we can now outbid in those multiple offer scenarios because those inherent savings. So I would say forecasting 2021 that if you have a Bitcoin buyer that is, let's say they bought early on and the Bitcoin has gone up and up and up to them, 
you know, their money is actually, it's like free money, if you will, and they can bid more. Do you see that being something that would be uh, a, a multiple offer winner in 2021? Absolutely. I, Justin's opinion. Um, yeah, I, I mean, um, yes and no. It depends on who your seller is. Um, you know, when it comes, the other thing that's really funny landed to, to kind of tap onto that subject is that we had one of the sellers on one of the properties he did not want he originally was thinking about taking a p2p transaction and what's really funny is that if he would have i think that was at it was at like maybe 16 5 or 17 if he would have taken a p2p as opposed to taking it in u.s currency he would have made an extra half a million dollars. Wow! Just in the jump wow. from where he from where he received it at. So, mm -hmm. I think that you'll see people who are tapped into the financial world will think, okay, and they'll base it like buying stocks. Mm -hmm. If I'm going to sell my house right now and crypto's at sixteen five, but we saw it touch nineteen, and with all the uncertainty and what's going on in the world and all of that they'll look at it like a financial, like a like a stock transaction. All right, I'll sell my house now at 17.5 and take a P to P, betting on the fact that it'll maybe go up to 20 or 21. Wait for it to okay, get to 21 so and then cash that in. Justin, I'm, 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 okay, idea here then. Why don't yeah. we write the contract in a way to where we guarantee a certain price margin that your house will be worth in Bitcoin? For example, we create the contract on day one, and then we guarantee that by day whatever it is, kind of like a, a locked interest rate, you know, when we lock a rate, you know, we get under right. contract, we lock a rate, and that, that banking institution is banking that the interest rate will either go down further or stay the same. Same thing with us. We lock that Bitcoin rate, and then our buyer is guaranteeing within a margin that I will pay this. So in other words, if Bitcoin goes down in value, I got to bring more to the closing table. You see what I'm saying? Um, yes, I do. I have learned one from my mother and two from the world. I will guarantee <laughs> anything ever based on dollar value. However, I could strongly encourage mm -hmm. or strongly suggest um, I don't like to guarantee anything in the real estate because of, especially because of what I've seen happen in Austin. Mm -hmm. Um, it's in, even in such a solid place with such a solid market. Um, but even then, yes, I do think that's a, that, you know, to be able to say, look, this is what I could, what I could suggest could happen. Well, it's the same, but it's but the yes. same, it's the same contract we did with the U S currency with the national association of realtors of saying, we put in a contract for 30 days for the option to purchase your home. And if we oh, don't yes. purchase okay. the home within 30 days, we lose our earnest money, right? Right. 5,000, 10, 30,000, whatever that our earnest money is, we're going to lose that. Not to mention right. they may come sue us anyways for failure to perform. So what's the difference then in a 30-day contract saying, I'm going to pay you this value of, of Bitcoin, and then in 30 days, if I don't close because Bitcoin's in the toilet, I lose my earnest money. 
And both ways, oh, both, okay. well, both parties. So you're, you're, yeah, yeah. So the earnest yeah, money is, I'm yes. saying either way, I'm paying you this earnest money as an option to buy in 30 days. But if either buyer or seller decide no way, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if the seller can have an option. We might have to, I mean, I don't know if the buyer uh, will agree to that. Yeah, it, I guess it would depend. I mean, that, it, again, it's a whole new world yeah. of, of of real estate when it comes to crypto. And buyers and sellers can either adapt or they can, you know, stay, in, stay on the same track that they've been on for the past, you know, 100 years or whatever. Well, it's it's so, it's going to be the brokers writing these, these uh, contracts that enable both parties to win. If we don't do that, then it's going to be a, a cluster – you know, of of two buyers and sellers trying to get together with their iPhones, freaking with an attorney saying, "Okay, are you ready? Do you have you signed it yet? Okay, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna push send, and then you're gonna sign, and and we'll do it. Okay, one, two, three, go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's it's literally gonna yeah. be that if we don't come in and say, "Hey, let's make this professional where everybody wins, nothing's awkward," and I right. think that right there will stabilize cryptocurrency when those type of volume starts to happen there's no other transaction that i know of that's going to be large volume like this right uh probably not i mean property will property will most likely be the largest i mean uh, yeah you're exactly right now i'm now you've got me stumped trying to think of something yeah. that's the same well it's it's uh, going to be case by case like you guys have done four so you're the you're you're essentially among the the top one percent of real estate agents on the planet in the universe on bitcoin yes i mean that's true yeah that that is yeah, true absolutely I mean, if you google real estate bitcoin transactions which is where i found you guys hello you're it. Yeah. You're you're among like ten. There's ten real estate agents that we know of. Now, of course, the black market and all this and different things. And that brings up our last point here. Um, so if you're in a country like let's say China or or another country that may limit the amount of currency that you can export out of their country in a given year, yeah. Bitcoin eliminates that. You yeah. can now transfer commodities in and out of a country. know about that. You can transfer anything, and let me tell you what, Landon. I lived. Um, I lived in from the September of 2016 until January of 2018. I actually lived in Malta, hmm. and Malta. Malta is now the cryptocurrency capital of the world. Um, it's a tiny little island country, 90 miles yeah, south why? of Sicily. Why? Um, <laughs> well, there's a there's some speculation on that. It's you know it's a um, it's a very unregulated country uh, for the most part. Um, you can actually you know the fact that you can buy a Maltese passport for around 1.1 million euros, you can just go there and buy the passport. You can do that in a lot of countries, but it's one of the most sought after passports in the world because of how many. Because of how free and easy you can travel throughout not only the EU but the rest of the world with the Maltese passport, um, it's kind of the it's the online gaming capital of the world as well. Hmm. Um, but I think it's I think it's mostly because it's a very unregulated country and you know it's it's a very interesting place. I learned after living there for a little over a year, but it is the cryptocurrency capital of the world. And as much as there is the currency regulations on, as you said, taking anything from $10,000 and above 
in and out of anywhere with crypto that eliminates that you can transfer money like that from country to country and nobody's the wiser right mm -hmm. um which poses a lot of problems but also a lot of opportunity um where that will go and how it is taken advantage of um should should you know prove to be very be very interesting over the next few years uh but again i that's the only speculation on my part so for those that say i don't i'm not touching anything digital this is wacky money as as warren buffett has said i think this is wacky money or something like that I, I, don't quote me on it but he said something to that effect and you got wacky money you got all this so i think it's important to note if you are if you are total bull on the american dollar and you say no way jose the benefit to you as an american currency holder is that there is now an another option on the playing field and this is the same thing that happens in the free market is when you have competition, you get a better product. So now the Federal Reserve has been notified that there are a growing fast number of people doing business with cryptocurrencies, which means you're not going to get tax dollars on any of that money. So you now have to come out with a product or a service that competes better with this alternative option. So to all those that say I would never touch Bitcoin, Bitcoin actually may be the answer to making monetary policy in the United States better, making politicians talk about some of these issues louder and more clear. So either case, our generation has a tool now that can say to the United States government, we need change or else we're going to exit this monetary policy. And that in and of itself is a beautiful thing to see. Justin and Cheryl, thank you so much for coming on the show today. It's been a pleasure to have you guys. Thanks for having thank, us. Thank you, Landon. We appreciate it. You bet. Yeah. Anytime. For more information and to listen or watch online, visit OKCRealEstateShow.com.